0: Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. I'm your host Kat Horrocks, a mindset and manifestation coach guiding women to manifest next level abundance, success and happiness, making their wildest dreams their new normal. Expect new episodes every Monday with myself and guest experts full to the brim with inspirational stories and expert guidance on all things business, mindset, spirituality, personal growth and so much more. Consider this podcast a permission slip to put yourself first, say yes to your dreams and a life even better than your vision board. To find out more about joining our incredible membership community, the Put Yourself First sisterhood, or to discover my transformational one-to-one and group programs, head to kathorrocks.com to get all of the juicy details that you need on investing in yourself and working with me to create your dream life. If you're ready to step into your next level, you're in exactly the right place. So let's dive in. This week's guest is Becca, founder of Be Strong. Becca is a coach helping women to heal their relationship with food and feel like their healthiest, happiest self. I say in this interview it's really hard to put Becca in a box as a coach because she's so passionate about food mindset and food freedom, healthy, positive body image, personal development, but also helping her clients achieve insane results as well. Um Becca has been my coach for the past year and I've she's also been my um business coaching client, mindset and business coaching client and so we've both been working together for a year so I really was so excited to share her journey with you and also my journey with you. I remember last year at the beginning of last year mentioning on the podcast in a solo episode that 2021 was the year I was gonna begin to really prioritize my health and really look at some of the habits that I had been doing for my whole life that just were no longer serving me So we talk really candidly in this episode about stress eating, comfort eating, the restrict overeat cycle that so many of us can fall into and Becca shares some really professional insights into what you can think about to begin the, to just take the steps to overcome that and to Put yourself first and to really manage emotional eating and, and do something that's more aligned with you. So, we talk a lot about habits. Becca gives some really good insight into the work we've done together. So, exactly what she did to help me overcome those habits that were not serving me, were making me feel like shit were impacting everything and I have Becca to thank for so much shift and change in my life. So she is a fantastic coach and we also talk about her business journey. So it's a real pleasure to be able to interview um, clients more or previous clients more in 2022. It's something I really want to do more of because my clients are honestly some of the most badass women I know and to be able to share their journey with you and the work I've had the pleasure of doing with them is an honour. So Becca also talks about her business, the massive growth she had in 2021 and some of the mindset work we've done together as well and we also talk about Becca's next steps because she's adding a whole new branch to her business this year which is really exciting so you'll have to tune in for that one. So make sure you connect with Becca on Instagram, tag us in your stories letting us know you're listening in your podcast app and we cannot wait to hear from you. If you do listen to this episode and you are interested in working either with me or Becca because I believe Beck has taking on more one-to-one clients at the moment. You'll have to check that with her. She also has her incredible strong innate group, which is a fat an eight-week fat loss program that will help you to completely transform your relationship with food as well, whilst getting amazing results. And I am also taking on new one-to-one clients. So if you're a woman in business listening to this and you're inspired by Becca's journey, or you are interested in one-to-one coaching, you can head to my website, we'll have all the links in the show notes for you. I cannot wait to connect with you, and I cannot wait to hear how you find this episode, so let's dive in. Welcome back to the Put Yourself First podcast, ladies, and hello to this week's guest, Becca, who I have a special place in my heart for.
1: Oh no thank you so so much for having me and you've got a special place in my heart as well as you already know um but yeah thank you so much for having me on.
0: I know that you have a really personal story behind the work that you do with women and their body image and their food relationship and all the things that we're going to get into. Let's begin there you know let's begin with your personal battles with that with restrictive eating with dieting with you know negative self talk um if you could take us back to that
1: yeah of course so yeah I will have to take you back into schooling years for me because that's pretty much when it first started for me um so as a kid like I was I was all right there was like no worries there whatsoever with like food and everything you're pretty pretty happy at that point and um, but for me as I moved into like more schooling years the, the big starting point for me would have been like comparison um I was that person who always thought like I wasn't good enough I wasn't pretty enough I wasn't smart enough I wasn't this enough wasn't that enough I always compared myself and um, I don't like the uh, like a separation in school but you do always see like what we classify as the popular ones and stuff like that i was the kid who was very shy he was like oh gosh, we forgot about becca because i was very very quiet so i compare myself quite a lot to a lot of people at school and through that that's for me when my body image got worse so it was very much like i didn't like myself i didn't like much about me i'd always talk horribly towards myself and that would have been around secondary uh school for me now, obviously from there, um, I noticed like a big drop in mental health. Like that links a lot to why I got into the industry. Um, so it would have been around um, 15-ish, I'd have been. Um, 15, 16 is when my mental health really started to drop. It was like triggered by a variety of like personal circumstances as well as like um, school stuff like that. Um, so that paired with my comparison, like I wasn't feeling fabulous. Um, and then at school, basically, when I was going through a lot of mental health stuff, um, I had to have like some support with that. So that led to like a bit of, i uh, would probably classify it as bullying from other people, which then obviously impacted my, my you know, mental health, my self-worth, my confidence even more. So that's kind of like where the original starting point of it was. Now, from that point, I then obviously with mental health reasons, went to the doctors being like, um, I'm like very depressed. Like I've got any guidance stuff to do. Um, and they did seek me support. Um, I went through other means of support. But one thing that I had to well, I didn't they suggested was with the gym or physical activity, because at that time, like I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to do anything. I wasn't really moving and I didn't really want to leave the house. And um, so just trying to do some form of movement was the thing that kind of it was like a little bit of like my my saviour at the time so I did start going out for walks and then I got into the gym. Now obviously at that point as well I wasn't confident um, and I really didn't still like myself so I originally was just um, into cardio at the time but it was something Um, but the thing for me is I got into fitness which is one thing that I always try and encourage people not to do is I I got into it for the right reasons in terms of mental health but I got into it the wrong reasons as well because at the time social media was growing and there was a lot of fitness stuff online and obviously I started to read more about it and look more into it I thought well if I'm going to get into this I want to learn more I want to try more Um, and obviously within that there was loads of like um, restrictive eating stuff like loads of stuff that I started to kind of be brought to light for me so as I got into the gym I started eventually getting into weights, which was brilliant. Um, but I did kind of take it the wrong way. Um, and within that it was really like restrictive eating behaviors. Like I said, I did learn some of them from like online influence. But also, like when I've reflected back um more recently on like um, you know, some therapy stuff, I definitely realized that it was probably like a form of control for me. Like I didn't feel in- control my mental health and of stuff going off and the gym and food was something that I just put my whole heart into and I did a bit too much so yeah it got very like a restrictive eating wise I was at the point for me, it was more of a, I feared eating certain foods, I wouldn't go out for social occasions, like I actually remember one of my birthdays, I refused to have a birthday cake and I cried when somebody asked me to have some because I didn't want to do it, so it's very much good food, bad food, didn't allow myself to do certain things, Um I turned down seeing people so I could fit the gym in and I could fit exercise and my steps in, so as you can see, like, it got to a point where it was taking over my life, and I took it a bit too far. Um, I did get like quite underweight as well, and um, through this process, like I lost a lot of weight. People around me were like, "Oh, you know, like things might be getting a little bit restrictive." And I was like, "Nope," because I didn't see myself in that way. I was like, "Nope." I still don't think I'm good enough. I still don't think I'm this enough. I need to keep going. And it wasn't until it was um, it was actually a charity event that I did, which is really bizarre, that somebody said to my mum, like is Becca okay, because she doesn't look too well. Um, And that was a point for me where I was like, I assume I can swear but I was like oh shit <laughs> like that's when I kind of realized like it was never ever um eating disordered for me but it was definitely quite intense disordered eating behaviors um so from that point like that's when I had to kind of start working things through um and I started in like the excessive exercise and I was like right I'm going to train for strength which is why I'm like quite a big advocate of doing training that you enjoy and that makes you really feel empowered um and then from there yeah that's when my Food relationship journey started and of working on that. Obviously, that's all great now, and that's kind of like why I do what I do. First of all, like you'll know from my work, I do a lot of food relationship, healthy lifestyle stuff because I'm such a big advocate of that through my own journey. Like, I don't want people to be in those vicious cycles, but I think as well, I know the great impacts of mental health. Now, I've just said all of that and it makes it sound like it was a terrible thing, I have to say. the gym and moving my body and exercise. I've always said it was like a therapy to me at the time. It really did help me feel accomplished and feel like I could I could get my shit together again and sort things out. I felt more confident eventually as I started training more strength and I fueled my body again. I like really upped my food. I was eating more and then I started to feel confident and I was like, oh, I'm feeling much better. Like I liked how I looked more. Um, and then from there it's just been personal development central um to get me to where I am now so that's kind of like how it all started in like a little bit of a nutshell
0: mm, yeah what would you say are the warning signs for people like what do you see the most in your clients when they come to you in terms of um disordered like disordered behaviors because I know that when you did our sisterhood workshop you made a strong differentiation between an eating disorder which is obviously diagnosable by your GP and requires like professional treatment and disordered eating behaviors which sadly I think the majority of people have (laughs) in some way shape or form because of Diet culture and everything else. So, what do you see yeah. are the most common like things that you flag up with new clients?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think like the great thing you said there's like differentiating between the two. Like a, a big one we see is like the overeating the binge. So, like differentiating them is really important. but I say for like more disordered eating, like I would or behaviours, if it's coming to a point where it's like. You're noticing that it starts like take over a little bit, and like for example, this is a great one. It happens to a lot of people. If you're starting to go, oh, I'm getting really panicky. I can't go to the gym because of this social plan, and you're starting to get a bit stressed about it. I think that can often be a bit of a sign that maybe it's not like adding to your life. It's starting to take over a little bit, and that can often not be like the best behaviour. And um, with like food as well, and um, if i don't know people listen to this but a big one a lot of people who come to me who've maybe like calorie counted if you get into a point where you're going over your calories and it's causing like a lot of distress that's usually like a big red flag of like we don't want to do that that's maybe something there as well and just like in context of food like if you're noticing that there's a lot of like fear and guilt and worry around food that it's taken that you're taking over like your mind a lot you're thinking about it a lot and it's causing that panic I think as well that that can be quite a big one like for me at the time like carbs I was terrified of them I didn't want to have them and that's like an example if you're noticing like quite a lot of worry or guilt around it that's something and I think as well like one thing like you said it has become quite normal to have these behaviors but even just like with social plans and occasions and just living your life if that's causing worry and guilt or panic I think as well that's quite a big sign that those thoughts are starting to take over a bit that we want to work on them usually more with like once again you can't give the specific examples for every single um eating disorder but that's it's often like a bit more like fully out of control it really is taking over that kind of thing but with more disordered eating babies that's kind of a thing that can happen
0: with that I want to talk about my journey with you so for everyone listening um I've been working with Becca for gosh was it April last year I want to say basically the little story of how we came to work together was Becca is my business coaching client so she signed up to work with me one-to-one in my coaching program and obviously with every client we have a discovery call I love to know like their mission like why they do what they do what their goals are and hearing Becca talk about her her business and how she works with her clients as a as a coach as a you know food freedom lifestyle coach like I'm not it's hard to describe your official title because you do so many different things but I was just like she'd signed a contract and she'd like booked the calls and everything and I just messaged her and was like let me know if this is a crossed boundary because I know we're working together but I'd really love to work with you because I feel like this is exactly what I need right now and so we've just had this amazing dynamic for the past almost year where I'm her client and she's mine and so I thought today it'd be really great to share some of my personal journey as well working with Becca because I think there's nothing better when you're considering working with a coach than to hear someone else's journey working with them and I can confidently say like you have you have changed my life you've changed the way I think about food I was cringing when you were talking then because that used to be me I used to be someone who constantly thought about food whether it was from a overeating perspective like planning on the food I was going to comfort eat because I was stressed and looking forward to that and that being like this outlet or the flip side as well was thinking about the numbers thinking about what like that very restrictive oh I need to eat this this tiny portion size and then you're so restricted that all you're doing sat at your desk is trying to plan your next meal in your head and trying to really obsessively plan out this like healthy day not from a positive place but from a from that sense of control I think and so can we talk about your ethos and like how you work with women and then I think from there we'll we'll touch on my journey a little bit as well
1: yeah absolutely yeah so like my main kind of like mission and value of everything I do like everything I'll always do with people has to like follow the principles of being healthy sustainable and enjoyable I'll always kind of follow that um I'm not about the restriction the fads and all stuff like that um and like anybody who comes into my coaching into my world and everybody's goal can be different you know some people it's like body composition sometimes it's just food relationship body image can be so different but my main aim is like just helping you become like your happiest, your healthiest, and you just most flourishing self, however that looks for the individual. Um, and I think that's really what I work on. Like I would, and I know you said it, like it's quite hard to like put me in a category. Um, because I am so like when you think of a fitness coach, like you you think of quite like cutthroat and to the point, like I'm not like that, I'm a bit more holistic with things. Um, and one thing I always like to get across and you'll see a lot I say it all the time on like social media is if we paired the mind and the body together that's when you get the overall kind of change that you want it you need to work on both whether it's just like your healthy habits whether it's your mind whatever it might be pairing both together is the most important thing and yeah anybody who comes to work with me whatever mean that it is like it's them going and being like I feel amazing like you've you've changed my life it's not just about changing your body for me it's about changing everything like we've had people who have like job promotions because of confidence or you know like yourself being able to go out for occasions with your partner and your friend and not worrying it's like the collective of everything so yeah that's kind of what I'm all about um, and a little bit about my kind of values Mm,
0: yeah I have completely felt that from working with you so let's go back because I'd love to I'd love to hear you share what we've done from your perspective because I feel like I could rabbit on about it forever (laughs) and I actually did a podcast all the way back in like February last year it would have been like just before we started working together so I totally manifested you (laughs) I know which one you're gonna say yeah like I did this podcast episode last year um basically talking about all these you know the mindset work I was doing on my food relationship because I was always telling myself like oh I'm not that kind of person I'm never gonna be that super healthy super fit like I had this really negative image of health and it was almost this projection and then that was causing me to do all these self-sabotaging behaviors because if you're telling yourself I want to put myself first I want to go I want to go to the gym it makes me feel good but in the same breath you're going I'm just not a gym person or like it's but I don't want to be one of those boring people who eats out of Tupperware all the time (laughs) that it's conflicting isn't it and so your mind is always going to make you right so if you're telling yourself that then you're gonna just perpetuate the behaviors that are confirming that, and for me, that was yeah. stress eating, overeating, not listening to myself when I was full. Um, I I would say like valuing valuing certain foods over others, like neglecting um, neglecting like high nutrient foods because they were boring or because they were whatever in favor of high like high caloric foods I guess you could say yeah um and it was this whole mess and I ended up feeling like jealous of friends who had seemed to like nail intuitive eating seemed to just you know maintain this healthy lifestyle and not it was almost I remember saying on the phone to you when we had our consultation I was like I just don't understand how people can eat what they want and enjoy their life and not put on weight that was that was my perspective I was like I honestly I can't relate because if I for me back then enjoying my life meant literally like overeating into the point where i feel sick so i didn't trust myself to go there fully um so yeah that's what i that's where i came from when i started working with becca so yeah tell us give people the insights the behind the scenes you can go like full permission to be as in-depth as you need to be like the mess the hard parts the yeah <laughs>
1: Oh uh, yeah kind of just take them through like what we've done since yeah we're- yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah obviously when we, we when we first started we first spoke like you've just described it spot on like for me it was just like a case of for me, it's very much like this, like restrict overeat kind of cycle, and often the overeating was a very much triggered by like emotional standpoint. Like for you, a lot of stress and stuff with with your job and like just general stuff going off. So I think for me, <clears throat> that's what I saw, um, and that it was trying to break that. Like for you as well, I think it was when we initially started it was more of a like let's work on your mindset let's work on your habits with food let's just really zone in on that and I think as well like we do have these identities <clears throat> sorry I've got tickling my throat we have these identities of like what health is, and it's really trying to just remove that you know like and I think we've done that with you like realizing that health's not about Tupperware meals and like six workouts a week and burning yourself out it's about like enjoying what you do your happiness your satisfaction your relationships your mindset your food everything and I think we've really done that so when we when we first kind of went into coaching like I say our main focus was food and I th- we we initially started a lot with the the overeating and the stress eating because I think that was a big big thing you're experiencing if you'd stress eat and then it'd be I'm gonna restrict but then it, that, that stress eat would come back so we put a lot of um a lot of talking on that and a lot of techniques with with your stress eating um do you want me to go into techniques or just go through the, the pathway
0: yeah, I mean as much as like as much advice as you're happy to share, because I. I know that so many other women listening will struggle with this stress eating, comfort eating. It's a big, big thing, isn't it?
1: absolutely so I think one one big thing that we did was you're just like <clears throat> self-awareness now you're already really self-aware with with your how you're feeling and what you're doing which is brilliant. but because I think we just like took that up a notch of making sure that you were self-aware of what you're feeling in the moments but what was actually going to make you feel better now we spoke a lot about um comfort eating and shadow comfort eating if you remember and they're like two different terms that aren't spoke about much so comfort eating is basically overeating uh, emotional eating so comfort eating. At Actually, okay. It's when you will eat from maybe an emotional standpoint, but you're in control, you're aware of what you're doing. So, an example for me, I had a really tough day, I want a cup of tea and I want a chocolate bar. I'm going to enjoy it. I feel better. That's all right because you're aware of what you're doing. It's in moderation, like that's fine. It's when we do shadow comfort eating, which is when you might go. Had a really stressful day. I need to numb this. I need to block it out. I want to like ignore that emotion, which might lead to a big overeating session. So I think for us, we established that first of all, to make you aware that if you do sometimes eat out of emotion, it's not always a bad thing. I think we need to remember that. But then we created more awareness with when you were feeling it. And what we could actually do to avoid wanting to numb it with food we just found we didn't even find techniques we knew you already had techniques we just consistently began to implement them in those moments Like you know what works for you you know you know the mindful practices that help you and we did that I know one thing that we've done a lot of is just like talking yourself out of situations which a lot of people can literally do wherever like literally like self-soothing yourself and talking to yourself right i'm feeling stressed why am i feeling stressed okay what can i do to ease this it's okay to feel stress i think a big one is knowing it's okay to feel those emotions as well Um, a lot of us just try and put a plaster on it and think it's a bad thing but emotions are meant to be felt the, the positive and the negative so we put loads of those kind of um strategies in place But also, I think a big one is for anybody coming into like more of a health journey, not putting too much on your plate because it's going to add more stress to you. Like we all know as well, through Man and Cat's journey, we've never done endless hours of cardio. We've never done anything like crazily over the top and that burned you out because it's just going to add more stress to your plate. So just being aware of what you're doing. So we started with that and we pretty much worked on that really fabulously we got a lot more in in check with yourself using more of these techniques and i know it's like on your check-ins it was just like yeah my food relationship's feeling so much better we'll really see the improvements there and then i think after that that is when we kind of went like let's look a bit more into mindful eating because i know one thing that you kind of struggled with was listening to your internal cues to your hunger and your fullness and a lot of us do that and whether it's from like a past of dieting where we block these internal cues or whether it's just from not connecting and listening to our bodies, which is a lot of us don't do sometimes, we kind of really was like, all right, let's get a bit more in it with our mindful um, kind of techniques and it's been it's been great. So just things that you can maybe do off the back of listening to this is if you eat your meal right now whilst in front of the TV and you just kind of shovel your food in, like take removing the distraction, taking your time with your food life. We've done a few things like that um, and whether it might be just checking in with yourself before you eat your dinner and seeing like, what am I feeling? Checking in with emotions. A big one for you and I know you're thinking of this one is the am I actually hungry before you eat some of us like can just want to grab food and it's just checking in with ourselves we have like this few seconds before we will take an action and that is the best time to do some form of deep breathing and to check in with yourself which is exactly what cat does as well of going right am I hungry what am I feeling and then from there it might be oh, I'm actually not and then we can create like a different pathway so they're quite good mindful techniques and that's what we've been doing I know a big one for you and I think for me, I think this is one place that you've grown the most is with your um, social aspects to, to life. Um, I know we've you've had like um, holidays, you've had like little spa trips, you've had like occasions out, meals out, Christmas. Um, but all of that, it's been so much more just freedom. Like I'll always remember like messages you've sent me where it's been like, I didn't actually want the dessert, and I said no because I checked in with myself. Or there's been a time you like I had the dessert, and there's no guilt. Like you've you've got the boundaries there. And one thing I always try and encourage to everybody who I work with is you can say yes, and you can say no, and and I think you're living proof of that. Like now you can say to yourself, what do I actually want? I don't want it. Okay, I'm allowed to say no, and I'm allowed to own that decision, or I'm allowed to say yes, I'm allowed to own that decision. And I think because you're able to check in with yourself more and what you want and your body wants that's what's allowed you to grow so much as well yeah I'm welling up as you were talking then because I just
0: I remember... know I could see I was like don't get upset on me <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's huge I mean yeah I don't know what to say now I'm
1: just emotional <laughs> no it isn't. I, I think as well like I think when you, you always take it to me to reflect as well, but like when you actually look back on where you've, I think as well, one thing, like when you look back to where you are now, it is, but I don't think sometimes people realise the, the importance, but the impact that working on food relationship, relationship with exercise and enjoyment can have. And like you say, it's living proof right now, the feelings you get of knowing starting that journey it's allowed me to grow in ways that you probably didn't think were going to maybe serve you as well as they have Um, and I think you know now for you being able to go out for meals with more freedom and just not feeling that oh, what numbers are in this? What calories are in this? Should I have this? Am I allowed this? Is this healthy? Is it not? You know, the, those horrible voices that go around. Being able to go down and just sit there with a friend and actually enjoy it, it's a feeling that you can't really describe, but it's one of the best feelings ever now. You've got it. Do you know what I mean? And it's something that you're just like, gosh, like, I'm so glad I have that now. Like, I know on my personal journey, like I said earlier, one of my birthdays, didn't allow myself cake because I was like, not allowed cake, cake's back. And my birthday that went, last year it had a massive cake and I had a slice and I was sat there and I was like this is such a beautiful feeling that I am loving eating cake now and I don't mind anymore because it's just it tastes gorgeous I wanted it and it's that feeling of just you can just breathe and feel free with food again and I think that's the feeling that so many people need to have back
0: yeah and beyond beyond how I now look beyond like how much I work out now or how much weight I've lost, like that is the most life changing aspect. Yeah, you know?
1: so true. And I'm glad you've said that because I think as well, um, a lot of the time, it's given the impression, especially in the industry I'm in, <clears throat> more of the the physical side. It's very much that changing your body is gonna change your life. It's gonna definitely help a lot of people if that is your goal. If you feel healthier, more better in yourself, it can help. But there needs to be more said like you have the it's the actual like mindset shifts and the changing your behaviors and just that freedom which actually change your life the most and I think that's like one of the most powerful realizations for for a lot of people.
0: Yeah when you were talking then as well I was thinking about how we we build up these unconscious habits I'm like obsessed with habits at the moment because I'm reading that Atomic Habits book by James I?
1: <laughs> Oh really yeah. I know that. that's so cool. such,
0: such a good book
1: amazing it,
0: it pretty much talks about like how your daily habits for anyone listening shape your whole life because it's what we do every single day that creates our life
1: yeah.
0: and the overeat like the overeating or the food restriction they were all very unconscious habits and the stress eating when you talked about consciously comfort eating versus shadow comfort eating for me it is that unconscious numbing aspects of I've not even chosen to do something and I'm already going to do it that's an unconscious habit isn't it Yeah like when you're driving somewhere that you drive every day you drive there and you get there and you've not even thought about where you were going you've just arrived there suddenly because yeah. you've been checked out mentally you've been like away with the fairies thinking about your day thinking about something else listening to the radio you've not even had to consciously think about the the, the street you need to turn down or like, The house number that it is, you know, it's unconscious. It's like programmed in and our daily habits are like that too. So I would, without even being consciously aware of it, have something happen in my day that was stressful or made me feel stressed, made me feel anxious, made me feel something that I perceived as negative negative and before i knew it i was thinking about ordering a takeaway or i was thinking about um like i was going to the cupboard and it wasn't even like a conscious choice it was like suddenly you're there you know <laughs> suddenly suddenly you're saying to your partner oh let's get a takeaway tonight let's get a dominos tonight and it was that split second moment like you said before you make that decision before you just complete that habit loop that's unconscious and is just going to run on autopilot. It's that interrupt moment where you go, wait a second. Why am I doing this? How am I feeling right now? And sometimes it would be backtracking and thinking, oh shit, I'm actually doing this now at 6pm because something happened at 10am this morning That I didn't deal with that panicked me or made me feel stressed. And I've carried that unconsciously through my day. I've not processed it. I've not used my tools. I've not been there for myself. And so here I am now, trying to numb it, trying to give it an outlet. And so many of us do that. And our life is literally running on these habits and the habit of. Um, listening to my fullness cues for example is now an unconscious habit because first we had to consciously create it right you had to really coach me through it and like keep me accountable to it and week on week i would be like oh like I'm not sure Oh, oh but I'm really worried that um like I, I just need to stick to my calories and so I don't know there'd be some weeks where I was a little bit hungrier and so you'd be like well if you're hungrier, just have another snack and I'd be like really <laughs> am, I allowed? am I allowed to go over my calories and like it's those conscious habits that you can build that become unconscious further down the line when you've put the work in and I think that's the thing that stops so many people from changing is it's easier to carry on being unconscious than it is to be consciously aware of what's serving you and what's no longer serving you and what is more aligned to where you want to be in terms of positive healthy habits and positive change in your life.
1: Oh literally that is so true with the habits and like you said as well, it's so easy to to stick with what you know and what second nature to you because well, it's what you know, it's what your mind knows. It, it is for a lot easier to do that. And I always say to a lot of a lot of clients who come come to me, I've I've said it to you before, like when we're doing more like inner food relationship work, so it is it is inner work for a lot of people when you you're doing a lot of work on it with some people, journal on it, whatever it might be, like it can be tough and it can be emotional at times. And I always say that I'm very honest about that. You know, if if you know that you've had um, a passive, like, for example, me, when I've had a passive negative and me dealing with it, it was emotional, it was tough. And it's, it's, I think when we know that it can be a little bit hard as well, instantly our mind's like, no, we'll stay with what we know because it will avoid us having to feel that. But actually, and we always all say it, like sometimes the best things to do is like, Looking at yourself and that self-awareness, and going right, are these habits serving me? Is this behavior actually serving me? Even if it means saying to yourself, "No, it isn't." Oh gosh, it isn't. And having to realise it, or having to go through the emotions of feeling it, it's knowing that it's always going to be worth it in the long term. Long term, even if in that moment it's really tough. Like I know for me and for clients I've worked with, sometimes it is a bit tough having to look at yourself and going. Oh, I've just done that, or like having that awareness, or journaling through some situations. But it will always be worth it in the long term. Um, but yeah, it can be so hard with being so used to certain habits. But like you said, it will will always kind of add up from it, and it's 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 not going to change like overnight. I think, or also knowing that, but just like small steps in the right direction. One thing I've always done with you, and I do it with every every single client with food relationship is in every single situation that's food relationship context for you a lot of us go straight to beating ourselves up so if I give an example like let's say you're trying to work through um, stress eating we've been talking about that a lot and let's say that you feel really stressed you do end up um, ordering that takeaway but you had some self awareness and you only stopped after three slices of pizza because you realised I'm feeling full. That's just an example. Let's say, in this, people might go. Oh, I've messed everything up. I've done it again. Oh, I'm doing terrible. But what you want to do is celebrate your wins, first of all, because in every situation, there's a win. So if we look at that one, you add self awareness, you're aware that you felt stressed, you let yourself feel it, and you stop when you felt full. Amazing. And then you might go, okay, next time I want to improve on not ordering the takeaway if I don't actually want it. So I'm going to work on checking in with myself a little bit better. So if you can see here, it's, the, it's a more compassionate pathway of going, what have I done really well in this situation? Let me celebrate my food relationship wins. But then let me just see like, how can I grow next time? How can I evolve next time? And it's so much better than going, oh, I'm stressing again. I'm terrible. Self-sabotage, more emotion, more eating. And I think that compassionate pathway, I know we've done that as well. I'm always going through it with you, can really, really help.
0: Yeah, 100%. And exactly what you just said there, the shame... The shame and the pressure and the criticism you put on yourself is just going to keep you in that habit loop anyway and keep you repeating the habit that is bringing you down, a.k.a. You know, stress eating to the point where you feel sick or lead into that, you call it like fucked it mindset, don't you? That typical, oh, well, I've fucked it. It's Friday night. I've ordered a Domino's because I was stressed. Oh, well, I've fucked it now. May as well eat shitloads more over the weekend and start again on Monday, which is such a weird thing that we do as humans. It's not weird because it's obviously feeding and um it's give it, it's it's comforting and it's like upholding that that habit loop isn't it it's stopping us from the uncomfortable feeling of change but yeah. isn't it weird that we have this I think society definitely does not help because of the emphasis it puts on Monday on like the 1st of January and these arbitrary days where it's better to start and then it's like oh you can let your hair down at the weekend but why does letting your hair down need to mean eating to the point where you feel sick or like drinking to the point where you got a really bad hangover the next day I just don't get it
1: (laughs) (laughs) No I'm very much in like a similar kind of boat with that one as well like I do think there's always that big emphasis of like oh we'll start fresh Monday uh, new week fresh week like we'll just start fresh that's a big one but I think as well like weekends obviously like for a lot of people like it's the end of the week it can be a bit more downtime a bit more things on and that's completely fine but I think there's so much like there's such a big message about like treat yourself on the weekend or you know f it it's the weekend like there used to be I don't know what I'm telling you there used to be a thing at um, my dad's place where it was called um fuck it Fridays where they no, just ordered food yeah I've heard
0: fat Fridays yeah
1: all stuff like that and Which it's um
0: such a wit such a shitty like name for something like fat
1: awful <laughs> yeah I hate the name as well but I think there's so much like these ideas around like like you say letting your hair down going crazy on a weekend to then like try and pick things back up on a Monday that it, it it does create this cycle for people but it's been like so routine based from from a young age like when I was younger Saturday used to be a day you had a takeaway <clears throat> or you know what I mean and we always have those kind of things I think that doesn't help as well and it can kind of lead to that cycle but I think a great point you made there as well is Kind of like asking yourself, like, first of all, does doing that on a weekend actually make you feel better? And maybe like trying to fill weekends with things that actually allow you to quote unquote let your hair down. Like I know for me, letting my hair down, you know, sometimes it might be taken, but it's not always like having to take away those of sweets and those of this, because it doesn't, it might be me going for a walk or going for a, doing X, Y, and Z, like really getting in tune with yourself. Like what allows me to actually have a weekend that I love because in that way we can still let our hair down and have fun but having fun hasn't always got to be food and drink orientated it sometimes will be absolutely but it's not always um, so i think that could be quite nice for people to do off the back of this maybe just to kind of check in with what they actually find more fun on weekends when we a lot of us have a bit more time off yeah yeah it's just
0: doing it's doing the things that you know are going to make you feel good and sometimes that is getting a takeaway sometimes it is going clubbing with your mates and having tequila shots (laughs) and sometimes it's cooking a really yummy meal with your partner or it's sitting and having one glass of wine with your best friend on your couch and putting the world to rights like there's no right or wrong but it's just knowing like trusting you trusting you've got in that moment yeah it's like is this going to be, is this what I need? Is this going to be really good for me right now?
1: That's what I always say, like asking yourself, like, what do I need, my mind, body and soul need right now? But also like, what is my future self going to thank me for right now? Is your future self just really in need of you going out, letting your hair down with your friends and just having fun? if so go do it or is your future self going to thank you for having a quiet weekending because you really just need some more downtime and cooking some nice meals like it's really just once again self-awareness is so important of seeing like what do I need right now like what is my future self going to like really be like so glad that you did that and then that way you can take that action that is right for you and like don't compare your weekends to anybody else as well just doing what feels right for you in that moment
0: yeah love that I feel like that's a really good point to end this little section on I want to talk about business and your journey as well um kind of like flipping around because obviously (laughs) we've we've worked together on my food relationship and body image and everything and I've worked with you last year on through into this year on launching and like scaling your business and really taking everything to the next level and you've had an incredible journey with growing your business. you've had what we refer to in the spiritual coaching world as you'll know as a quantum leap year <laughs> and for anyone who is like what is that it's it's this gigantic leap forward in such a short space of time where someone wouldn't recognize you if they met you you know 18 months ago versus where you are now they'd be like what what has happened (laughs) yeah how did she do that what has she taken because I want it like (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's the secret pill so tell us about your journey big going into online coaching because I know that transition for you was in such a short space of time and it really just blew up and took off
1: yeah so for me um, I originally just like a small bit of bad like literally really small is that I got in I was originally a one-to-one PT quite important to say that um, and then got into there doing that going really really well lockdown hit obviously gyms closed I was, I was technically out of work so what I did at that point is I was still doing PT sessions but through Zoom because we couldn't meet at that point either or do parks or anything so I was still kind of like managing it through there um, and doing that for a bit gyms then opened for like the shortest period of time, went back, then gyms closed again. um And then I was kind of back in that boat. So for me at that point, it was just like this stop, stop kind of cycle. And I was like, right, what's really happening here? um I wasn't doing really online at that time either. And then it must have been, what year would have been? 2020? Yeah, it would have been that um, in the December. We were in a lockdown, if I've got my dates right. Um, and in that month, that's when um I had a few want to uh, a few online at this time and that's when it, picking up a little bit and I was just like I don't know what's happening I'm gonna give this a go <clears throat> I'm gonna take a risk at the time I was living at my mum and dad so it was all right to take a bit of a risk and I um handed my notice in for the gym and that's when I went for the online um and it just January 2021 was like the best month I'd ever had it when I say it just went from zero to hundred real quick I, I mean it it just took this massive kind of leap and then from there um I've been online ever since and it's just kept growing and growing and um, my brand be strong just keeps growing as well so that's kind of what happened um transitioning it was scary it was terrifying i remember clicking send to because i couldn't give my notice in person because <laughs> everyone was close so i had to send it on an email and i was like right, okay and that's for me it was kind of like this big like declaration moment of well we're fucking doing it now let's go and that's for me was probably what I needed um so yeah through the online um kept building and building and then obviously I would have reached out to you at the beginning of that year as well um now I'll give a bit of background I have done other business stuff before with coaching um which just best way to put it didn't align with me um very much didn't align with my values and what I was about whereas yourself definitely did so we've um obviously jumped on with coaching um, and yeah now we've got online and we're all booked up I've got my strong innate which is my eight week program um, and then other exciting stuff in the pipeline so yeah in the space of a year it's took the biggest turn that I never expected I was manifesting um and my business has grown and I've literally changed so much as well within that space of time
0: yeah and I think it's easy to look at such a huge growth period and think oh wow like she got her lucky break or like she um you know like oh it was just perfect timing because of lockdown and whatever like you know there's so many things that go into it but what I always think when I think about someone who's taken a risk and taken a big leap is the the mindset shifts and the like the scary scary action that needs to happen in order for that to, in order for the shiny things to be on Instagram, you know, because it's easy, it's easy to just look at the. You know, Becca had a six-figure year in 2021. Becca's had, like, been f- pretty much fully booked with clients for the entire year. Becca's launched a sell-out group program. Becca's done so many incredible things, and it's easy to just look at the end result. because you don't see underneath all of that the massive scary action that you've had to take to put yourself in that position so what what was it like as well like when you were in that January when you were getting those clients in do you feel like because I know for me it was almost like during lockdown something clicked and I was like there is absolutely no way I'm not going to be a massive success and I feel like you've had the exact same light bulb moment of fuck it like there's no turning back from here this is what it's going to be you know I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready what was that what did that month look like in terms of action and moving forward
1: yeah so January is like um, a big one for me because for me that's when I started to like get everything like I pretty much like started really up leveling my my coaching business Sorry about the it started really up, up leveling things for me so that that month for me was really about like getting some started taking like a lot of action with actually setting up my systems like getting everything to where I wanted it to be um at the time I had invested into my business it was obviously not this it's something different so I had like made a big investment there as well which was probably like one of my first like big investments um so that was like quite a lot as well and I was like okay I'm finding my feet with it um so January for me but I, I, the thing is for me like when I first got into the industry like you all know this as well like I had no self-belief whatsoever um which is a big thing I've worked on and even though it wasn't the best that month like it's got better since working with you and I now do believe in me I did have like this feeling of like something's good coming from this. And I just had this feeling that it was on the right path, like something good was happening. And I just kind of went with that, if that makes sense. Didn't really like make that much sense at the time. I was like, I just had like this feeling that something was going to happen from this. And I just needed to keep going with it. Um, And then I just, just kept moving. So yeah, January was very busy. And I think at the time, going from not having as many to like growing quite fast, it wasn't quite a bit to like get used to like I have burnt out before and I have said that obviously we've worked on that but I think the the transition so fast probably played a part in that because it was like I'd gone from like doing quite a lot being quite I'm very um hard-working driven person anyway to then having like a bit more on my plate and I didn't transition with manage, managing my time as well as I needed to have done um, which obviously I've worked on now so there was a lot going off and um, that I kind of had to push through those things but at the same time it was an absolutely fabulous month because I really realized that I can do this and it was like the proof of like things can build because um, I'd always always like seen people say and always been told and I I know it is the case for sometimes but I'd always been told like oh it will take years and years and years and years for things to build um which I was willing to put the work in for that anyway but then I I just had this feeling I was like it's not gonna like I don't want that I'm like I've just got this feeling about my message and what I'm doing and I'm like no I know that it's just gonna happen and it did um so I think having that like under that like belief of it and just like being really true to your message is something that's really, that was really important for me at that time. Yeah. Amazing.
0: And what do you feel like if I can be nosy? What do you <laughs> feel like? Cause I, cause I know what I would say, but what do you feel like are the key thing, key shifts that you've made through our work together that have made the biggest impact on your personal mm-hmm. growth like your own mindset and self-belief but also mm-hmm. your business you know and the 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 sales the launches like all of the external like shiny stuff as well
1: yeah I think if my which I think my biggest shifts I think one of the big ones that we've worked on that I didn't realise I needed as much as I did was like money mindset. That was a really big one for me. Like having that kind of shift in mindset, I think really has changed the game. Um, I think another really big shift that I'm, I spoke to you about literally the other day is I used to be a part of like what we call the hustle culture um and I have really like shifted away from that now I I've, I've really come to terms I'm a driven and a hard-working person and that's just a part of my nature I love it and I always will be but I always took that way too far and I would work really long I was like six till like nine and I'd burn myself out so I've really kind of stepped away from that um which has been a really really big shift for me I, I honestly thought it was a shift that I didn't think I was going to break um because I felt it was so deep-rooted um I have and it's great I think that's a big one and then I think the other one for me I don't know how to to word it but the one thing that I'll always remember is when I first started working with you and I think it was a time that my self-belief grew even more we did a bit of work on like um breaking like an image of past identity I don't know if you remember we did that and I think for me that was like a moment where I was like it was this massive like breath of fresh air because I did um, a cord cutting that you sent me as well and after that like something just clicked and changed because for me obviously like earlier I mentioned on here like I was very very shy very very quiet didn't think I was good enough um, and I was still holding on to those beliefs and those kind of identities toward myself and being able to kind of separate that other past version of me and then step into like this like new embodied version of me that was like oh wow and I think for me that was one of the biggest shifts I think after we did that things jumped so much clicked in my head and that's when I was like right we've got this and it, something just changed and I think that was probably a really powerful moment
0: yeah I love all three things you've shared there because they have nothing to do with oh cat told me to go and do this to get more clients it was like it's all mindset and it's all your your identity and the shifts that you've made within yourself and that's naturally going to translate into growing your business and how you're showing up
1: I was just saying that I was just thinking that as well because even just something as simple as like um me having my new like identity step into my higher self like I can now show up online with confidence if anyone follows my Instagram I'm always going live and I'm always dancing chatting and, like I love it like I've, it's allowed me to do that and like stepping away from that like hustle culture it's helped me massively my personal relationships are so much better like my partner my family because I'm dedicating more time to that but as well I'm a better coach because I'm not burning myself out no more I'm showing up to my clients with so much more energy and value I've got time to learn more invest into courses to make me even better and give more value so it's helped me but indirectly it's helped my business so much like I can be more present and more energetic that makes me a better coach and makes my business better I get more sales better word of mouth like it's helped me then grow as well like business wise which is why it's which is why I think working on your mind is like one of the best things you'll ever do and it's something I'm so glad that I've really dedicated time to yeah
0: you're amazing and you've done you've done incredible incredible um and it's really interesting because whenever me and Becca are talking as well we're always like doing like side by side we're always using each other's businesses as examples so like what you were sharing there going back to talking about like healthy hat like changing your you know like if someone wants to lose weight or get fitter or whatever it's so easy to just go oh well, what do I need to do yeah what do I need to do to feel healthier and anyone can download some Cookie cutter plan of like, go to the gym three times a week, do these exercises, eat these meals. Someone can tell you what to do. But if you're not shifting your mindset on an identity level and looking at the actual barriers that are holding you back from staying consistent with those actions, then you're never going to truly, like, sustainably create that change. And business is exactly the same you know it's so much inner work and I sometimes sometimes it makes me sad when I think (laughs) when I think about how difficult it is to get that across to some people because they want they want you to tell them how to get more clients and by the way this isn't Becca like this my clients come to me because they're fully ready to like Tap into their soul's purpose, like you know, completely upgrade their mindset. Like they're almost done and tired of someone just telling them to cold DM people to try and get more clients, which is something that me and Becca have spoke about a lot. Because she was like, "Yeah, yeah some don't. people have told <laughs> some people have told me to do that, and it doesn't feel good for me." And I'm like, "God, don't fucking do it then." <laughs> But it's sometimes it's sometimes hard to get across how, how transformative it is to focus on that mindset and identity and the deeper inner work yeah. in order to change your whole, not just your business, but your whole life. And you've just, in the, those three examples, I feel like you've put it so well. Um, and yes, obviously the strategy involved like we're sitting down in our next session to do strategy and we love that and that's really exciting and I love being able to offer that but the best I think we can both agree like the best bits is the mindset isn't it in your work and in
1: mine 100% and I think it's often that one thing that's either overlooked or forgotten about um because I think like we want like the result like straight fast like the physical thing or the 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 clients whatever it might be but the one of the most powerful things is a mindset and I think not only does it actually help get you to where you want to be but it it sets you up there for life because the mindset shifts I've experienced they they make me feel unstoppable which means that my kind of vision and everything I want to do and the business it's not just going to be a short thing like it's helped me kind of fully change things around It's same with your mindset with like food exercise whatever it might be like when you change that then you've got long-term success because your mindset's in the right place for it you know you've you've healed your food relationship of course you're you're ready to go so I think that mindset's the, the like I always say it's like the little um jigsaw puzzle piece that's forgotten but it's the one thing that you need and you need to slot that in to to change things to the way that people often want them to be changed
0: yeah 100% um so quick round so I'm gonna the first question I'm going to do like two pronged I want to say what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone in the health and fitness industry who's listening and who's like I want a quantum leap year (laughs) like what's the one thing you'd share with that person whether they're an online PT, health coach, yoga teacher like it doesn't matter and then the first question that's usually in the quick round is if someone's listening to this and they're going to take one message and take away what would you want it to be so first of all like if someone's where you were like 18 months ago and has this dream what would you say to them if they're listening
1: I'm torn between two um I'd probably say Yeah, I'm going to say invest in yourself in some way. Now, whether it's financial into like a coach or something to help with that, or just time to to learn and time to do personal development work, just invest time into it. And that's definitely one thing, whether it's financial, time, books, whatever it might be, just I I definitely say invest in yourself.
0: Amazing. And what's one message or takeaway you'd want someone to bring from you know your journey, your work, what we spoke about in terms of their own food freedom and all of that?
1: One one thing I'd say is, oh it's a bit weird but I'd, I'd definitely just say like Don't gonna change that one. Don't compare what you're doing to anybody else or compare your journey to anyone else, especially food relationship, because there are going to be people around you, friends, family, whoever it might be, who aren't on the same journey as you and who aren't wanting to work on the food relationship and who might not even get it. But that doesn't matter because you know working on that is going to make your life better and it's really just and we hear it all the time stay in your own lane really do it because not many people dedicate a lot of time to healing food relationship and stuff we're growing on it, it's why I'm in the industry but if you're doing it right for you just go after it and <clears throat> stay true to yourself and like don't compare your journeys or what other people say to you and they're like comments that people can make just freaking own it that's what I'd say for food relationship
0: (laughs) what's one goal you're working on right now
1: should we spill some tea (laughs) (laughs) do you mean like business or just general life whatever you want to share oh I'm gonna we'll we'll spill some tea on this one so one goal I am working on right now which I'm working on with Kat is to begin introducing some business coaching so that's like a big goal that I'm working towards at the moment which is a bit of spilling some tea.
0: Very exciting what is I wouldn't have said anything by the way I was like I wouldn't have revealed anything.
1: Oh okay you can cut that out if you want oh no no
0: I mean I wouldn't have revealed anything first oh okay you would want to keep a secret which is why I was like oh like share whatever you want
1: oh i got you no it's fine we don't need to cut that out Then <laughs> we we'll leave it in
0: it. it's all good
1: <laughs> what is
0: one resource that you are loving at the moment Ooh.
1: can I just say I'm like um Apple Podcast. <laughs> Classified. Yeah. I'm on a massive um, podcast thing at the minute. Where I'm just when I'm cleaning, I'm listening to podcasts. When I'm walking, when I'm driving, when I'm cooking, there's always a podcast on. So take the minute. Like Apple Podcast is is the place to be for me. What are your like top three at the moment? Oh, trying to remember. I've been listening to um, The Diary of a CEO. Uh, absolute. Uh, Fabulous one. Um, I've been listening to, I'm trying to remember the names. Manifestation babe. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. manifesting manifesting one. Um amazing. Um I have actually been listening to yours as well, so I'll chuck that one in there. Um and one that's not actual personal development related, but it's just like a nice light heart and listen is the girls' bathroom. I don't know if anybody's listened to it but it's just like, it's just a nice light hearted listen. If you don't want, if you want to break from personal development, I actually love that one as well. (laughs)
0: Love it. Love it. And the last question is where can people go to find you online, work with you, follow you, all of that good stuff?
1: Absolutely. So the best place to find me social media wise will be Instagram. That's pretty much where I'm most of. Um, So my Instagram is at bestrong.coach. on there, there's like loads of content. Um, I'm on my stories quite a lot. You can find my Strong innate 8 page through the uh, bio as well. Um, And then if you are wanting to look into any form of coaching um, in my Instagram bio, there is a little coaching link on there, which you can click fill in or just DM me. Um, I don't mind if you DM me as well. Love having a bit of a chit chat, um, and then you can also find me, um, as well. I've got a podcast, it's called the Get Up and Glow podcast, and um, you can find that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts as well. And there's loads of food relationship and just body image uh, uh, podcast episodes on there, so yeah, they're the best places to find me.
0: Amazing, thank you so much, Becca. You are. No,
1: thank you.
0: <laughs> fabulous and (laughs) i have a lot of love for you so i really appreciate you coming on and i hope everyone has got so much value and golden nuggets and hopefully even just some inspiration and some permission to to look at yeah to to look at their food relationship and just start to make more conscious choices that are gonna like future self is going to thank them for I think that's what I that's the biggest takeaway message I've got from today
1: yeah no amazing but if anybody has got any questions or wants to share anything they can also uh, just dm me just normally as well on instagram but no thank you so much for having me um, and I'm also super grateful for you and everything you've done to help me as well
0: oh I'm so grateful for you too love it's my pleasure hold up gorgeous. If you loved today's episode, I invite you to screenshot your podcast app right now. Do it right now. And DM me on Instagram, tag me in your stories, I'm at cat underscore horror. Share your biggest takeaway with me. Share your light bulb moment. I cannot wait to connect and DM with you. I want you to know that you make a huge difference in sharing this podcast and getting this free resource into the hands of women who need it too. Is there a friend, a colleague, a loved one, a family member? If you can think of one woman who would love this conversation, please whatsapp it to her, DM her, email her the link, spread the word. You could make someone's day, you could change someone's life sharing this resource. You play a huge role in spreading the message. Women worldwide deserve to put themselves first and say yes to their next level. If you haven't already, I invite you also to review the podcast in your podcast app to let other women know it's impactful, it's impactful, It's worth subscribing, it's worth tuning in, that means the absolute world. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of this amazing community and sharing this message. May the abundance, the blessings, the prosperity come back to you tenfold. I adore you, I am grateful for you and I cannot wait to connect with you again very soon.